Now, racing, a lot of intimidating sort of types at the race course, and I think Gareth wants to be one because he's got the head shaved. Where's, it, where's this come from? Talk about intimidating. I think Josh Jenkins was intimidating when he played football. He I, wasn't. I key forward's a bit of a stretch. Well, he's 200 centimetres. Yeah, he I know. Forward. He played more like a half-forward flanker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he'd be happy to admit that. Yes, and he, he played his role perfectly. Perfectly. JJ. Tex and Correct. Richie McGovern down there and yep. Eddie and Charlie. Just a good forward line, 17. What a forward line that was. Charlie Cameron was yeah. the, the Eddie best. Eddie Betts. Yeah, Eddie Betts. Mitch McGovern, Tom Lynch, yep. Taylor Walker, Josh Jenkins. It's a good and Josh line. was nearly the pick of them that year. He's right up there. Yeah. I think the next year was his best, actually, 2018. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about Josh's career. Yeah. So you're changing the subject. Why have you gone the head shake? Oh, just a little hot in summer. Yeah. yeah. So um, looks ridiculous, probably. No, it doesn't. Suits you. Uh, now, we've been talking about, before we get on to some uh, racing news, we've been talking about thrashings this morning, just off the back of Novak destroying Adrian Manorino yeah. yesterday. And we like our teams every now and then he, thrashing. He's crook as a dog trough. too, isn't he, Novak? Is he, though? <laughs> I like how everybody goes, oh, Novak's not 100%. <laughs> like like um, Paul McNamee. Is it Paul McNamee? Yeah, yeah he, 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 he tweeted out saying, oh, no, I don't, this is a ner- it's a nervous-looking Djokovic. What, he's 5-0 up yeah. in the first set. <laughs> He went zip, zip. I don't think he was um, that nervous. Yeah, I think he plays mind games with the I opposition. Think he does too, and he does yep. it very well. Have you yep. got a favourite? Is there a favourite thrashing in uh, horse racing? I Someone's just streeted the field. Might and Power in the 1996 Caulfield mm-hmm. Cup when he led and led them a merry dance. He comes to mind. In the trots, a horse called Christian Cullen. You oh, yeah, I remember yeah, Christian he, Cullen. Yeah, he won yeah. a uh, Miracle Mile and won by a space. So probably those two come to mind. Um, but it's difficult to thrash your rivals these days. It Even is. Winx didn't really have too much no. of a, a, a space on her rivals. So probably Might and Power is the most famous one in that Caulfield Cup. Uh, let's get on to some racing yes. news. Tell us about this new slot race that's been announced for New Zealand. So it's interesting. New Zealand have done a wonderful job to resurrect their sport in the last 18 months, and it comes on the back of Entain, which is Ladbrokes and Neds that have purchased the New Zealand tote. Mm. And uh, they've been able to inject a lot of lot of money into the industry. So they've increased prize money, for instance, this Saturday in the Karaka races, which is their one of their biggest race days there for horses that have purchased at the New Zealand bloodstock, bloodstock sales. So they've got $3 million races, I think, on Saturday. But then on March of next year, they've got a slot race worth $3.5 million, and it's a 1,500-metre wait for age for New Zealand bred horses or horses purchased at the New Zealand bloodstock, bloodstock sales. So they've done a terrific job to resurrect that sport in New Zealand. And, yeah, hats off to them. And it's going to be a big day there on Saturday. So looking forward to it. We'll be heading over there for Giddy Up. So, You're um, heading over? Yeah, I'm heading over to New you Zealand travel on a lot. Friday. Let's have good frequent no, we have, flyers. No, we have to go there where the big race meetings are and we'll be there front and centre. So, And James McDonald, Mark Zara will be there, Jamie Carr, Blake Shin. They've all got big rides on that big day. So, yeah, so how much was New Zealand racing struggling? It was in a little bit of trouble. Like mm. Their prize money was like basically country race meetings here in Victoria. So they needed to have it. They needed to make a change. And basically everybody was making money just from selling their horses to Australia or Hong Kong or some of the Asian markets. So they needed a little bit of help and um, Entain's come along and been able to do that and injected a lot of money into the, to the industry and it's given the participants, the breeders, the trainers, the jockeys, the owners a lot of confidence now in, the, in that country. So uh, they needed a spring in their step and they've got it now and um, hopefully that can continue on. What about the All-Star Mile? Yes. We've spoken about this before. Like it? it hasn't really captured 
the imagination, I guess, no. how well, the organisers would have thought. What do you think? And well, w- then, yeah, what do you think about it? Well, I think it's well, it's when you analyse the when you analyse how successful the All Star Mile has been. It's the biggest turnover race. So I think it's clearly the biggest race in the autumn now in Melbourne. And people say, well, that sh- it should be the case, Gareth, because it was a new type of race. When you have a look at new innovations in racing of recent times, like the Everest and the Quokka in WA and in, and in New South Wales, they have become those states' biggest races. So the All-Star Mile, they poured a lot of money into it and it's the biggest turnover race now in, in Victoria in the autumn. They changed it around a little bit. You usually had to vote for a horse and it was a voting system right. to get yeah. a horse into the All-Star Mile. They've scrapped that. So all you need to do is enter your details to be a chance to win $100,000 on the day as an owner ambassador. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically like entering for a raffle. Yep. And they will name 14-odd lucky people who will be allocated a horse, and if your horse wins, you win that $100,000. Mm-hmm. And they've also gone about it differently in a way where they've got, you, if, you, if you win, you're in type of races that they've allocated around Australasia. Like there's two in New Zealand this weekend. And there was one in the Gold Coast of recent times. And then they've got races like the Futurity in the Ore that if you win that race, the, you're into the All-Star Mile. But they've also gone about wild cards. So they announced two wild cards today nice and early. Okay. Two horses at the top of the market, two of the best horses in the country, the two Warriors, Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood. That's good. Yep. So I think that's – I like the way that they've gone about mm. it. They've changed it, which I think that needed to be done. Um and they've dropped the prize money a little bit. I still think it'll be the biggest race of the Melbourne autumn. And then they've pushed the Australian Cup two weeks after that. So they're hoping that a lot of the horses that compete in the All-Star Mile stay for the Australian Cup. Will they? Do you think? I think so. Um, time will tell. Like, I don't... They might go to Sydney because the Queen Elizabeth's worth a little bit more than the Australian Cup, but... Um, it could fit in nicely where you go All-Star Mile Australian Cup and then go for a couple of races in, in Sydney. Just a note for uh, Hutchie and Pickers, 11.45.20, there was a third-person reference from Gareth. So just thought, Who? You just said Gareth. People asked me Gareth. No, I didn't. Yes, I? you did. You said your name. No, 11.45.20. Uh, so that'll be on. Well, there's off. a lot of third-persons I used today, but only being tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> like it. Hey, uh, trials this morning? Yeah, there's a couple of nice trials. Geez, these two-year-olds were all over a horse by the name of Manos, and he didn't troll very well today. Oh. So that just breaks your heart. What does that way. matter, though? Does it matter? It does a little bit. I think there was, he might have gone Shinsaw or something like that. So, But there's other couple of nice horses that trolled nicely there in Sydney today, um, including a horse by the name of Sellersley that trialled in that race that Manos was in. Um so there was a couple of nice trials there in Sydney. Private Eye trialled. He's the second favourite at the moment for the Lightning and he was out the back, unfortunately. So I, I can't really get a guide on him. Some horses are there just to tick their legs yeah. over and some are there to be ridden out hard. A horse by the name of Prosty trialled well. Shangala Express is the favourite for the Golden Slipper. He finished second behind the stable mate Prost. So, yeah, we can analyse them. And in Victoria... Um, Jimmy's a star trialled nicely for Kiramar and David Eustace defeating Pride of Jenny, who was the star of the That's Flemington right. yes. Carnival. Yes. So, um, yeah, so there's a little bit to unfold there, but trials are only trials. Like your team, the Bombers, they Absolutely. trial impressively. They do. When it matters, they go missing. Yeah, thank you for that. That's um, why we don't get too excited about no. blokes taking hangers in uh, Correct. match sim. Hey, one of you from David, the King of Tassie. Apologies, our temper text has been playing up a little has, bit today. So um, the guys upstairs are working on it. I know that, but this come through. Uh, 
Surely the inevitable will be a wild card, says the King of Tassie. Probably, yeah. He was one of the fines there the other day, but he's got to start winning in Tassie. He can't mm. get beat by a dollar th- like by the Tassie Gallopers as a dollar thirty, dollar forty favourite. So if he wins his next start, I reckon he'll get a slot. I was a bit concerned. I thought Giddy Up's come a long way, and I was looking at the text messages today, and I kept reading them out. Geez, <laughs> no one's listening. Well, for a couple and, of hours there, the, the, and, the, the last text I had was saying how good Kane Corns' son Eddie was I, on breakfast. Now, now they're flying through. Look at them all now. I got, I got a lot of insecurities there because I thought mm, I better just text my show to see <laughs> if we're actually on. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't come through, which was a relief anyway. Hey, we spoke to Wayne Hawks last week. It was yeah, really interesting. How was talk- he? It was great talking about the uh, magic. I'm fascinated by how... He reckons pe- I shaved my head just to look like him. Oh, Wayne, please. Please. Please, come on. Come on. Uh, has he got one? He got has. a decent one going around? No, well, now this is a story and a half. Tomorrow, now, Wayne Hawks doesn't train horses. Team Hawks don't train horses that are not groups like Saturday horses, basically. Yeah. They've got a horse running around at Queen Bean. Which is basically, yeah, near Canberra. It's in the final event in a benchmark 58. The horse's name is Super Vogue. Now, Super Vogue ran second in a barrier trial behind Alligator Blood recently. It's trained by Team Hawks. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's got the form lines in Queensland. You have a look at its form. It is a bush galloper, like Home Hill somewhere in Queensland it competed in. Mackay. And it's finished down the track. But a trial behind alligator blood, and everyone thought, what's going on here with Team Hawks training a horse like this? Tommy Berry's going to Queen Bean for one ride. Now, we asked Wayne this morning on the Mies test, and he put cold water on a little bit. He goes, you know, no morals in racing. And he'll say, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's no good thing. And then we rang Michael Hawks in the break, and Michael Hawks goes, it'll be winning. <laughs> so we got him on the line, and you can listen to that on the Giddy Up podcast, subscribe to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall, and it was quite funny in the end. So... I recommend if you gamble responsibly, of course, that you have something okay. on Super Vogue tomorrow. Hey, quick one without notice before I let you go. We've just been talking about Nick Dunlap, the amateur that won on the PGA Tour this morning. First amateur since Phil Mickelson in 1991. Yeah. What's the biggest race an apprentice has won? Uh, the Melbourne Cup. Who won that? Um, there's been a host of apprentices. Has there? The famous when? story, Rimfire Long time Birch, ago. Yeah, young jockey. Um, oh, who was it? Um... Colin McNiff, you know, the voice of Tassie yeah. Racing? Mm-hmm. He's just text through. The inevitable's in the paddock, so I won't be getting a wild Okay, card. no, that won't be in the race. Brisbane, yeah, winner Carnival. Thanks for that, Cole. Um, yeah, Rimfire, he was from Birchip, so I should know. You should they know. They want to paint a silo after. So if anyone wants to donate. Text it through. If anyone wants to donate 70-odd thousand dollars to the Birchip, um, they can paint the picture of the jock. Rimfire jockey. Oh, what was his name? Um, Have a think. Yeah, I will. Have a think. Get back to me. Yes. Thanks for your time. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Ray Neville. Oh, Ray Neville. You do realise we're on air. Yes. We Ray are Neville. on air. He was an apprentice. He only, and then the next season, all right, Jules, the next season he retired because he was too heavy. Is that right? Yeah, it was a 15 or 16-year-old kid Suddenly you know all this stuff Mallee. about him. You couldn't think of his name 30 yeah. seconds ago. Anyway, Jules, how are the Bombers going to go this year? We'll see how we go, Gareth. Yep. Let's not go too early. What a terrible football We're club. We're currently equal being. top at the moment. Yes. This is mornings for Hyundai. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Merry 16 Christmas, premierships. Jules. Thank you very much.